psychological safety is is the big thing with corporate teams at the moment. And it's no different to sporting teams and staff within sporting teams. You need to be able to feel comfortable and confident that if you say something, it's not going to be held against you. And if you say something about someone that's constructive, that hopefully they're not going to take that personally. Hello and welcome to the High Performance Podcast for AFL staff and athletes, sponsored by Prepare Like a Pro. Make sure if you haven't already to subscribe to our YouTube channel. I host a live monthly episode Q&A for Australian Rules footballers and another one for strength and conditioning coaches. I hope you enjoy this, this interview. Please share with a friend or a teammate that you think will value this episode. And for the SNCs listening in that um, don't have that weapon yet, where they can add value uh, from a skills point of view to a program, so the program, yeah, they're not getting headhunted or they're not um, getting invited into the program, so they need to try and develop that. What would be your advice uh, for, for developing a, a strength when you're early on in your career to get those opportunities? Yeah, just to, just to get a real diverse range of experiences and, and not necessarily paid ones, you know, and some of them are pretty hard to come by. And, and even at the Roosters, you know, we, we've sort of got a, uh, an intern program and I, I think it's an accepted thing these days that you know people coming straight out of uni will do an internship where the, you know they won't be earning any money but hopefully they're going to be learning some great skills but you know my advice would be to get a try and get a diverse range of skills and probably more specifically you know improve improve your mo- movement IQ you know if you if you're not from a track and field background or you don't have a, a you know a movement based background I think that's an area that you should really try and upskill yourself in. How would you sort of marry up the, between the art of, of coaching and, and sports science? Obviously, it's developed a fair bit uh, more recently, but um, yeah, how do you balance the two uh, in your current role as uh, head of performance? Yeah, look, that's a really good question. I think it's probably one of the biggest challenges for practitioners at the moment. But I think at the, the end of the day, like we've got to remember we're working with people, you know, and, and it, every person's different. Um and you've got to understand that, you know, each athlete, you know, what, what you ask them to do and, you know, a program that you provide for them, um, they will respond differently to that. Uh, so from an art point of view, you've, you've got to understand your people. You've got to be intuitive enough to know, you know, how your, your staff are going, how, how your players are going in particular um, and be able to adjust based on what you're seeing there. Uh, what about for the, the technical, tactical coaches? How do you sort of use GPS with them, uh, whether it be in meetings or while you're planning training sessions? Yeah, look, the same way, in, in a way. You know, then the good coaches will always say, well, why are we doing this? You know, what, mm. why are you prescribing this session? And I, I always find that, you know, really good, you know, because you've got to justify, um, yeah, why you're prescribing a certain, you know, training plan and training program. So, um but, you know, a lot of coaches and our current coach, you know, is, is really sports science intelligent. So, you know, you can go through a GPS report with him and he'll absolutely understand it. But, you know, some you've got to just, yeah, talk them through it and walk them through it and say, well, this is what this is showing and this is why we're doing a certain uh, a certain drill or a certain, you know, training session and, and make sure that, yeah, you're able to justify it and it's it's absolutely relative to the game model that they're, they're trying to roll out. And going back to planning and processes, you've mentioned a few that you've um, that you you routinely do during the week, whether it be while you're training, you're getting creative with your um, training prescription, and and Sunday afternoons is sort of your thinking time in terms of what is you know what visualizing the week. What are some other sort of 
upfront sort of planning processes that you've uh, you're in routine um, in doing in, in season or, or might be in pre season that you find is quite effective. Yeah, look, I suppose my my big thing. I, I like to start with the macro cycle and work down. You know, I, I really like the the, the long term plan and be able to you know. For example, we spent last week looking at our pre-Christmas and our post-Christmas before round one already for 2023. And for me, I, I love that. You know, I love working on that sort of mac- pardon me, macro cycle because that then gives me structure and it gives me a framework that I can then, you know, put our other loading cycles through. You mentioned the importance of having a healthy environment where people can challenge each other. Does that change depending on who's in the room or do you think that should that's the way it should be as long as it's done respectively of course you should always no matter what who's in the room you should be able to challenge each other respectfully as in staff members you know I I think so and look you know the two years I was out of sport you know I studied but also worked in corporate in leadership and culture and you know psychological safety is is the big thing with corporate teams at the moment and it's no different to sporting teams and staff within sporting teams you need to be able to feel comfortable and confident that if you say something, it's not going to be held against you. And if you say something about someone that's constructive, that hopefully they're not going to take that personally. But there needs to be a, a safe environment, and and you as the as the speaker and the other person potentially as the the listener and the receiver needs to feel that it's coming from the right place. If you enjoyed this episode and want even more, our academy is for you. The Prepare Like a Pro Academy is a platform that hosts exclusive features and bonus content, such as Q and A segment aimed at getting to know the guests on a more personal level. Here's an example with Emily Meehan, head sports dietitian from the Collingwood Football Club. What are things that, that fire you up? Oh, this one is always, uh, I suppose it is, um, it'll be topical for most people, I think, but staying in your lane. And I yep. often find that with nutrition, everyone eats, so everyone has an opinion. And I think that's what really gets me fired up um, because so many people try and provide nutrition advice based on their end of one experience when they did intermittent fasting or keto or whatever it might be and then game changes yeah, game changes whatever that might be and look it probably keeps me in a job but that it does drive me insane because yeah. sometimes the information can be so detrimental um, and opposite to what I've been working with my athlete or athletes and you know and because they hear it on someone's socials or through a documentary it unravels everything that i've been working with an athlete for yeah yeah another feature of our academy is the opportunity each week to join myself as co-host on the prepare like a pro live chat show here's an example with academy member rama davies the friendly conditioning coach at the box hill Hawks. Welcome, Rama, to the chat. Uh, Rama has also worked at, at Box Hill, or currently he's working at Box Hill Hawks with us, awesome. so he's another Box Hill man uh, in the strength and conditioning department. So I'll handle it over to you, Rama, to, to ask you a question, mate. Thanks for joining us. Excellent. Thanks, Jack. And, yeah, thanks, um, thanks, Sam, for the chat. It was uh, I found it to be really insightful, plenty of gems in there, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, mate, my, my question to you was, you spoke a, a, quite a bit about, um, perspective during that chat. Um, and I was wondering what are some of the things that you either know or, um, do physically that, 
um, you wish you either knew or did uh, back at the beginning of your career? Uh, what are some of those things? Mm, yeah, good question. Um, yeah, so I suppose with perspective on life, um, that sort of point, um, it, yeah, certainly, yeah, has been massive for me now and, and didn't probably have that as much um, when I was younger. Um, I suppose one thing I might mention is, is gratitude. I spend a lot of my mm. time um, doing a lot of gratitude exercises, listening to podcasts, doing a, a journal every day just a bit to say what I'm grateful for, sort of three things. And um, that's a fantastic way that I've been able to, yeah, like reset and, and just kind of gain that gratitude and perspective about, you know, that there is more to life than football or, you know, might be whatever, as an SNC coach, you know, if something's you're having a hard time, um, it can be massive with just, yeah, opening your eyes a little bit and losing that sort of tunnel vision or being stuck in that in that work bubble. Um, yeah. So that's that's been huge. Um, I think I wish back then when I was younger, I asked more questions and was a bit more open to different things. Mm -hmm. I think I was a bit single-minded back then and, um, you know, I thought there was one way of doing things and um, if I kind of didn't have that fear of, you know, asking a silly question or fear of judgment, it would have got me a lot further and I probably would have learned a lot quicker. Um, and, yeah. and yeah, like just, yeah, being open to sort of different things because um, you never know what you might find. It's just, yeah, there's so many people, like great people out there, knowledgeable people to learn off. And there's plenty more where that came from. If you would like to learn more, then enter patreon.com forward slash prepare like a pro or head to the link in our show notes. Thank you for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. If you like this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, give a review, or even share with your mates. The show is recorded in Melbourne, Australia. Be sure to follow our Instagram page for all updates on our latest and greatest. If you would like to get in touch to suggest a guest or advertise with the Prepare Like a Pro podcast, please email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.